that. Hold on, oh. Frank, don't die! Sorry, boy, my time's up. But I still need to kick your ass. How can I do that if you're dead? Well, then I guess I'll die still champion. No way. Let's do it right now. One more for the road. Beating me wouldn't mean anything now. I'm all through. All I want is to earn your respect, Frank. How can I do that if you won't fight me? Well, maybe you should have thought of that before you sucked at being a man all your life. Oh, my God. I hate you so much. I just want to smash your face in. Too late. I'm a dead man. What about the transplant? Oh, sure. Fifty grand. You gonna pay for it? No. Of course you're not. Let's face it. You're a kid. You live at home. You got no job. All you're good for is goofing around with your friends on your moped. You're wrong, Frank. I'm not a kid. I'm a man. I am gonna get you better. And then I'm gonna beat you to death. You couldn't beat a drum. Rod, are you okay? I need to go to my quiet place. Hello, folks, and at long last, uh, welcome to the Sense Beef Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill. And with me today on this uh, l- lovely Thursday afternoon, I think it's like 70 degrees out there. I don't even know. We're, we're in the That's house. It's beautiful out. It is beautiful out. We are in the house podcasting, though, for right now. Uh, Suzanne is here. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Enjoying the beautiful day off from my hell job. Yeah. They're and, all, they're, all those jobs are yeah. fun, though, aren't they? You know? <laughs> oh, God. I just, I, I, I think I'm so burned out right now. If anybody had even remotely been snotty to me yesterday, I was gonna, I was gonna wing something at their head. Yeah, sometimes you, you want to slap people, but you know, you can't slap people for legal reasons. And yeah, that, that's, uh, I, I ask myself that question all the time: Is this person worth jail time? Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, usually involved. Yeah, and there, there are times I think, you know, maybe, you know, a nice night in a prison cell would, you know, I'd get a good night's sleep. Everybody wakes up happy would it be worth it <laughs> maybe i i tell somebody in my job one time i was like it's like I, I knock you on your ass but i start punching repeatedly you know you know like butch pumped marcellus wallace and then in pulp fiction he kept punching him in the head yep. and his head kept bouncing off the floor it would look something like that you know you know why because that's pride fucking with you come on now you know <laughs> oh my gosh it's so good man it's been it's been a while since I've been away, and I'll, I'll uh, explain things in the, in, the, in the short form here. Um, impossible to get shit done, basically. Not not the, their fault, you know. My fault. With my, um, my sister was recently uh, diagnosed with MS, so she's doing physical therapy and team that the job and getting her her regular meds, which is a struggle right now because they're talking about some experimental shit or something. I don't know some, something about the company or something. Why she hasn't done her meds yet? Uh, I might, I might, you know, Marcel's walls, them motherfuckers are the ground too, real fucking soon. But, uh, yeah, she, she's going on with her. So, in that, the job, uh, t- time suck and then just exhaustion. So, this is why we haven't done a show or released a show in a while. So, but I hope this is a nice jumping off point. Um, something, something light and airy that, that we could dive into. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this, Suzanne. Yes. But, um, yeah, we'll start the same way we always do, and I'll ask Suzanne what she's been watching lately. Oh, God. Really? I'll be honest, not a whole lot except watching the Cubs repeatedly shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, gosh. Um, oh, yes. Last night was particularly painful. We were up 7-1 to one and lost. That's what I heard Yay. in the last two innings. Yeah, that's what a co-worker told me. Oh, yeah. I was 
let's just say I was not pleased. Eh. And I did have been looking for something. You know how much I love documentaries. Yeah. And there is one about in downtown Chicago called Wax Tracks, which was the jumping off point for a lot of the industrial movement. Mm-hmm. And they did a documentary and I, I remember reading about it and then all of a sudden it just, you know, skip, you know, I, did, I, I forgot about it. So I bumped into it the other day. I'm like, oh, so that came in the mail yesterday. So at some point this weekend, I will be kicking back and watching Industrial Accident. And the last thing I can't remember, geez, that I've actually kicked back and enjoyed. I actually watched Skinamarink. This was a few months back. I'm curious and, your opinion on this movie because I, I I have mixed feelings on it. I, I like it, but I don't know the point of part of it. You know, <laughs> it, for me, it was like a bad dream from childhood. You know, you're in this place all by yourself. Things start vanishing. It's you, you have to really immerse yourself into the experience like i i pretty much shut my phone off and made sure my computer was shut down so i wouldn't get you know so something shiny wouldn't catch my attention for lack you know for lack of better term but it was it was definitely different and i really appreciated that and it had its moments of just genuine creepiness which i really enjoyed so, yeah, it was a completely, it was one that, like I said, you had to be completely immersed in it or you were going to be lost. My problem with Skinamarink is my, my own my own mental um, you know, problems is that those kids have no ghetto training. Now, it's, it's said in the movie that all the doors and windows were removed. They woke up and they were all gone. Now, my, my, ghetto, my ghetto mentality would, um, and ghetto training would have me leave the fucking house, you know? Yeah, I'd be fucking gone. I still hear these fucking noises and this fucking thing talking to me. But you know, these kids are, you know, typical kids. I love, I love the way they're portrayed. It's just you can only sit so long, you know, watching the upside down camera and the. I, I get what they were doing there. It's just if you you're not into this like weird camera shit they do in that movie, it, it's not going to be for you. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you on ghetto training. I'd be in the kitchen finding anything I could to hack a hole into something and get the hell out. But once again, that's just that that's how we are. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a handful of stuff, you know. Um I I, I dove into Scream 6, the, the the brand new installment of that series, you know why? Cuz I watched the other 5. So I, I watched the next one. And I I still, you had to be a completist. I did have to, I do have to be a completist and yeah. You know, but I don't know why I do this to myself, but I, I will tell you that the 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 kills or or lack thereof kills and I'll explain why this is going to have some spoilers in it, um, are, are great. I mean, they earned that R rating in that sense, but the script is lousy. The kids are lousy. What is Courtney Cox even doing there? You know they're not going to kill Jenny Ortega because she's too hot of a commodity. She has to come back for the seventh one, people. So she, she has to come back. And it's, it's a whole lot of, okay, you got stabbed fatally, but guess what? This person lived to tell another tale. Like, there's, there's like three instances I can think of in the movie where somebody just gets stabbed repeatedly in the gut and they just, okay, the the, the vitals are weak, but they're going to be okay. I was like, God damn it. You know, they just killed. Would you just die already? Just kill Courtney Cox in her apartment. They're, they're not going to miss her. I promise. Okay. You know, it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
the, the thing the thing about it is what really makes me angry about it is uh this is kind of a spoiler these these kids they start like a museum of ghost face they steal all the the, the original masks from all the killings and all, all the bladed weapons and you know and they they put it inside like a shrine now this film starts with like um these two kids these two adults and they're like probably in their twenties early twenties that want to finish the, the last dad movie. They never got finished. So they're going to kiss start killing the people, the real people from the last movie. And if they would have kept with this cult of ghost face thing, they had going instead of murdering these people in the first 20 minutes, I would have been fine with it. You know, intermix these people in, you know, make the cult get bigger. This is how you structure a horror film. Not, not have D- Dermot, um, Dermot Mulroney in your movie. Who's a world-class actor. But fucking slumming it in this, but this fucking thing. Uh, 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 spoilers. He is the father of of one of the the one of the killers, the boyfriend kill, uh, girlfriend killers. I forget which one. I don't give a flying fuck. Uh, from the last movie, you know, it it worked really well with Laurie Metcalf in the second one because she she played that role, you know, wonderfully. But this is it's it's so fucking shoehorned in. By the way, you think it's this person? It's not that person. By the way, this person gets fucking filleted, and you know, you know what? Next, at the end of the film, he's being carted away on a gurney. Why don't you just kill these fucking kids? Kill, just kill a few of them. You know, you'll get you'll get new young people to to be in these movies. I, I promise you will. You know, I I don't need Randy's niece in in um in, in uh what was it um what's her name the 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 one from Heroes and the one that was in Scream Four Hayden P- Panettiere Kirby I don't need to tell her me her her horror street cred again I don't need to hear it again it, it's, it's there in that fourth movie she has a copy of Suspiria on her shelf Suzanne she said this in the movie in in in, in, oh, in the fourth movie Jesus just just to show that she has Italian horror street cred she <laughs> show it's like you see how cool she is. And they do that again, like, with, with Randy's niece, which I, I wish she'd just fucking die. Not in real life. I'm sure she's a fine actress. It's just, in this role, she's just getting grating and annoying. But like I said, uh, the, the kills, the kills and the stabbings are great. It earns that R rating, but they don't, but they don't belong in this movie. I mean, there's, there's a scene where the kids are trying to escape from, from one apartment to another by, by going across on a ladder and a ghost face shows up when the last one's going to get, going to go across, of course. And this girl eats shit on this ladder, and they show the head hit the pavement. Yes, yes, that's awesome. It says, does, does this movie deserve that? No, it doesn't. You know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my Scream Six rant. If you guys like Scream, that's fine. I, I I prefer the first two, and not much else. Um, yeah, I honestly I stopped after the first two. I'm like, yeah, I really just don't see any need for this to go on. Four is fun because I like Psycho Emma Roberts. Spoilers: Ooh. Emma Roberts is the killer in uh in that movie, um, in Scream Four. <laughs> you know, but she she's fun playing the crazy person. This is why I love Scream Queen so much. TV show because she was she was uh she was the Chanel. She was great. Wow. Um, other stuff I watched. I watched the Super <laughs> Mar- the Super Mario Brothers movie. Not not the one from the nineties. The brand new one. Uh, the animated joint where. I, I like everything they did there. You know, you a lot of callbacks from the game. You know, Luigi, Ghost Hunter. You had Mario Kart. You had you know, all kinds of you know stuff going on with the blocks and Mario jumping from here there, and it's 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 fun. But my problem is, the voice acting didn't match so much for me, and, and it, it it felt really forced and weird. I mean, they had Chris, they had Chris, Chris, um, 
what's this book? Captain Kirk from, from the new Star Treks. Um, Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. Chris Pine. Do we the voice of Mario? It felt. It felt. Was it? Was it Chris? No, it's 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 Star Lord. The other Chris, Chris Pratt, was doing the oh, voice. Okay. Was doing the voice of um, Mario and Charlie Day, which I think was fine. Doing the voice of Luigi and um, Weird Girl. Oh, she's in a lot of weird shit. Playing the voice of Peach. I, I forget now, but um, and and Jack Black not sounding like Jack Black doing Bowser. Dude, doing King Koopa and. That was a big thing for me. Like, yeah, let's let's make him do this 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 song. He does this voice, which sounds nothing like him, and then have him sing a song about about peaches, and and then you know in his, in his voice, he just make it really strange for me. So, if you're gonna waste a, a Jack Black voice acting role, which is really stupid, because I really I really fucking enjoy those Kung Fu Panda movies uh, a lot, and he he's, he can do it. It's just they force him to to do. Like this growly, you know, or like synthesize it that way. I I don't know. I, I have a problem with it, but everything else in the film is fun. If you if you like those games, if you've been playing them all these years, it's just it, it's lots a lot of a lot of member berries all in all in about ninety minutes, and you, you could you could have fun with that movie. So I'd say I'd recommend watching it for that reason. Oh, oh yeah. What else? Um, Guardians Volume Three. I went the opening weekend. Um. How was it? It's it's very good. I mean, a lot of folks are bitching about it. I, I don't see the complaints really. Um, it, it James Gunn is doing this thing where he pulls the greatest rub ever because if you watch the preview, you think the gold guy Adam Warlock is going to be like the main villain of the movie, but just pulls the wool over your eyes, just destroys your emotions because after you find out what happened with Rocket and why Rocket is the way he is, and Rocket's friends, you know, and. This fucking monster who made him the way he is, and oh my gosh, it, it is it is it is emotional. You you, you will cry in Guardians Three. Um, it's it's it, it's there. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Am I going to cry? Yes, you're going to cry. Yes, you're going to cry because uh, something really bad happens to Rocket's friends. Yeah, his old friends. You know. Yeah, I saw some of that in the preview, so I was a little a little, a little nervous. So it's going to be one of those. I'm going to watch it at home. Yep, it gives some some secondary characters some time to shine. You you get you got Kraglin doing stuff. You know, trying to learn how to use that Yondu's arrow, doing stuff like that. You got Cosmo the dog being the comic relief to Kraglin. You know, doing doing stuff with her mind, and it's it's um I can't get enough of her. Mantis, a palm whose last name I can't recall. Um, she's delightful as as well as David Batista. You know. I think this is the last one for for Dave for a while. He, he's moving on to bigger and better things. And I watched the trailer, and I, I only reason I watched the trailer. I went to the movies. They show like ten previews for the second part of Dune, and he's in it. And the sandworms are fucking majestic. And I I I, I almost want to watch the first part of it now, just so I can watch the second part. <laughs> oh wow! Looks... I watched the first. I'm oh, sorry. Now I watched the first part of Dune, but I've always enjoyed the story of Dune. So I'm kind of interested to see how they do the second part. Well, well I would say they, we'll find out. They, they bring the spice in, in the second preview and in, 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 for the second movie. <laughs> nice. So go go check it out um, and and see what I did there with with the bringing the spice thing. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, one more. I, I, I mentioned on Facebook that I watched this. I watched Time Rider. Um, I forget the, um, 
something something of Lyle Swan. Time Rider stars Fred Ward. This is an older movie, 1982, I, which I've always seen the box art for, but never watched it. And then you wonder why I haven't watched this before because this is like this is this is Fred Ward in the 80s. This, this is Remo Williams time. This is him as a motorcycle um, uh, racer who gets stuck in a time time travel experiment and goes back to the old west and. It's it's not just Fred because you have lots of great character actors. I mean, your three main bad guys are Peter Coyote, Richard Mazur, and, and, Tra- and Tracy Walter. Oh my God! And Ed, Ed Lauder's in this movie as like the like the the, the um, like the mayor or like the preacher of the town, and you know it's it's um it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful locations in that movie. It's it's, it's wonderful all over the place, and I it predates Back to the Future, which is strange. I'm not saying hey. Back to the Future stole Time Riders plot, but you know what? They're, they're, they're a nice companion piece to each other. It's, it's, it really takes that stranger in a strange land situation and um, runs with it. And it's uh, it's really great. I never seen it before until, until now. So and it gets a lot of love from people, and I'm I, I will watch it again. Let's put it that way. Nice. Oh my gosh. Uh, t- today like I said, make make it real light and breezy. I said, Suzanne, uh, we'll do a favorite things episode where she picks up one of her favorite films and I pick one of my favorite films and which are completely different from each other, which is my fa- my favorite thing about this show right now is that they could, they could be more different. And um, she picked John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness from 1987, which I, I will say barely made the cut from, from the lost episodes because this was like the, the first before where I lost the episodes. So we're doing it again. You know, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to tell her to pick something else. I'm sure she came up with something really good, but this is really good too, though. And um, a favorite of mine, um, something completely different, like I said, is uh, Mr. Andy Samberg and his um, his ode to stuntmen and just mediocrity with uh, Hot Rod from 2003. I, I Again, th- things I love. We'll, we'll talk about that. First time watcher, Suzanne, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what she says about it, for sure. Um... We'll go with this in a chronological order. Not over importance, but we both love these things. Um, Prince of Darkness, 1987. We'll do that right after the trailer. proximity has the same dream what is it a secret that can no longer be kept it started a month ago what started a change in the earth and the sky his power there's a weird locking mechanism looks like it can only be open from the inside a life Form is growing out of prebiotic fluid. It's not winding down into disorder. It's self-organizing. It's becoming something. What? Please don't die at all! 
Prince of Darkness from 1987. Uh, your cheapo IMDb plot synopsis is this. A group of graduate students and scientists uncover an ancient canister in an abandoned church. But when they open the container, they inadvertently unleash a strange liquid and evil force on all humanity. That's not entirely accurate, that last part, but we'll talk about that. Um, this has a, a, a cast of, of people in it. Uh, Clean Donald Pleasance as priest. Uh, Lisa Blount did a few things as Catherine. Uh, star of, of Simon and Simon, Jameson Parker. Uh, as I call him, not Tom Atkins in this movie. It, it's a... Uh, it's like Tom Atkins was making, like, uh, Night of the Creeps, so they had to get somebody else that looks like Tom Atkins. Um, the, the great Victor Wong as Professor Howard um, Birak. Uh, Dennis Dunn, uh, you may know him from Big Trouble Little China as Walter. That's like the whitest name for an Asian man I've ever seen in my life. But whatever, it is what it is. Uh, Susan Blanchard as Kelly. Amory Howard, uh, who you, you may know from The Living Color, I know I do, as Susan Cabot. Uh, Ann Yen as, as Lisa, our, our, our secondary agent in this movie. Uh, Ken Wright as Lomax. The great Peter Jason shows up in this as Dr. Paul Leahy. He has a, a fun whistling moment in this movie we'll, we'll get into, I'm sure. Uh, Dirk Blockroom, I'm going to call baby hair. That's whole thing as Mullins. Because, uh, yeah, he has some baby hair going on in this movie. And the, the great Alice Cooper uh, shows up in this movie. and He, he kills me with a bicycle. And, uh, spectacular. <laughs> this is written and directed by John Carpenter who's done many things that you've watched I'm sure do I need to tell you guys who the fuck this man is seriously um, great great shit and uh, I will tell you spoilers ahead of time this is in my top three just because of how fucking unique it is but this is Suzanne's pick this is one of her favorite things Suzanne tell us all about it girl oh my god I've always loved this movie from the first time I saw it and what made me think of picking this movie for you, we watched this at my house on Christmas Day. God, I can't remember how many years ago. And you kind of made it funny for me to watch now because whenever that thing shot out its green goo, you're like, it's the devil's bukkake. So I pretty much that is the secondary title of this movie for me. I've, what I like about I always like, you know, when they throw like a little bit, a, a touch of like the devil in to movies and I always thought Carpenter was pretty skillful with what he did here because you don't really see anything you know you're you see these people transforming and changing and after they got hit in the face with god help me the devil's bukkake and the way it just kind of systematically goes from person to person it's just one of the it, I just find this movie enjoyable I could watch this if I can't find anything to watch, I've got a I've got a handful of movies that I can just put on and watch anywhere, and this is in my top three. It's just you know pretty much good old fashioned Carpenter. I just, like, everyone I know has seen it at least once or twice, but I just I, I love all the actors in this movie. It was I mean you, I, I guess you don't appreciate at the time how great that cast was, and like I said, I, did Dennis Dunn do anything after this? I don't think so. He didn't do a whole lot, no. But he was... I'm going to look that up while you're talking, though. But, I mean, for me, I just I, I just think that there was something a little different about this movie compared to Carpenter's other stuff. Like I said, there was just that little... It just had kind of an evil kind of feel to the whole thing. I mean, it's this abandoned church, this fucked-up-looking urn, and the every, you know, physicist, 
every science you can think of, they're running tests on it and trying to figure out exactly what it is. Um, my favorite death in this was the death by pencil. That was fun. But there's a great, great creative kills in this. But I mean, this one is not really about, you know, the, the cool kills. It's about... I'm, <laughs> here I go, getting myself all uh, stumbled up. Um, just uh, trying to investigate what probably shouldn't be investigated. Is it, you know, trying to quantify it? And I always found that to be kind of special about this. You know, it was just, it wasn't just a, it wasn't really a gore fest. It was something a little different. It was, is it sci-fi? Is it horror? Does it kind of skim the line between the two? But there's always just been a lot of elements that I like. I mean, there's this after, you know, this is all over and Jameson Parker starts waking up with that weird dream about the radio transmission. For some reason, that always spooked me. But let's, what do you have to say about it, Gary? Well, I will say, you know, the first time I saw this film, um, I didn't like it very much. I mean, it's one of the, it's, it's a real thinker in that sense. They say, if you watch this and you're looking for something that's just like the other stuff with Carpenter, you're probably not going to get that here because a lot, everything is connected that happens in this movie. And if you don't pay attention to every little detail, like, like Jameson Parker, when he's, when he's sitting at the desk and the, 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 they're talking about the supernova on the news as it's come after all this time has traveled all this way and it's it's finally here. It's it's all connected to, you know, when he looks in the sky and, and the, the sun doesn't seem as bright as it should be, you know, because that that, 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 that that darkness and the supernova is kind of connected to that because um, I, I the whole thing where they talk, somebody, I think Victor Wong talks about Job in the, in the Bible and Job's followers, the homeless that, that surround the church that's connected to that story. And I, I, I didn't notice all these things until like this viewing that, you know, all these weird biblical things and these weird scientific things are, are connected in strange, small, subtle ways, you know, that if you're not looking for it, you're, you're not going to find it, but it's, it's, it's all leading up to, to this thing that, that, that can no longer be, can no longer be hidden, which I love. I love the sentinel aspect of this and the, the way that they, they say that, the priest is part of a, a long line of priests that are in the sect. You know, it starts with with him laying on his bed on, on his deathbed. You find out holding this 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 um this this lockbox, and inside the lockbox is his key to, to to this this cavernous tomb that he would go to every day, and that's where he would leave his room. And you find out that you know he's the last one. He's the last one. This thing is unleashed. So that's where, where the, the lie is, is in the, the synopsis. Nobody opened that thing. It, it opened itself once this last line of pri- the last person in this line of priests had passed away. It's it's time for the, for the devil's bukkake to come shoot itself in people's mouths and stuff. You know, it, it, it's it's time. And it's not all about spitting people. Um, great great plot in that sense. I mean, once once it gets rolling, I mean, this is like an hour and forty two minutes. It's paced incredibly well, and that's what I love about this film. Once once it goes, it's 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 full it's full bore, and you you don't know where that hour and forty minutes went. Um, I will say Dennis Dunn, he his career was a lot of TV after this, but before that he was in like The Last Emperor. Uh, his first big role, which this is a film to cover. I, I watched this before, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Year of the Dragon with, with Mickey Rourke. He he's in that movie. Um. Oh, shit, I haven't watched that in years. Maybe we'll do a Black Rain one day. It'd be, be a good time. 
you know, the, the whole white guy with the Asian thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get more, much wider than Michael Douglas now. Come on now. It's, um, no, it really, really doesn't. Dennis Dunn is great because he's just like this, this horn dog in this movie. He, he, he's got a hot date, but he's got to come do fucking math and shit. So he just, he just keeps whining yeah. about it. He's, he's stuck in a closet while he's, these people are, you know, tr- not really trying to get, get at him, but he's still freaking out um, when our Asian girl and then, um, I, I forget the other girl's name, but they're, sta- they're standing there, you know, once, once, once the goo has gone into our, our, our girl who, who got the bruise on her arm earlier from, from touching this thing, she, she became marked. It's all, it's all connected. And I love, I love this for that reason. And when she gets all gross and sick and stuff and her skin's falling off, it's like, yeah, this is, this is great. This is fucking wonderful. And the father voice is so, so good. So good. But, um, yeah, a lot to love about this movie. I, I think a lot of folks that, that don't like it, they, this is not their cup of tea. I think they did examine it further and, and, and make it their cup of tea. Cause it could, it, it could, it could change on you. Like I said, I didn't like it. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I thought like, yeah, like I said, it's just the the biblical undertones. You know, that's that that was I think the aspect even on first viewing that I kind of found fascinating was you know the way the it, it, yeah the darkening of the sun. You know the when they look out the window and there's like the the insects covering all of the windows. You know, just the, it, it gives you just that general sense of evil. That, that, that part in the movie, though, and this is my favorite move of all time, there's a hell of a one of these in The Warriors, too, where Dennis Dunn as Walter d- does this fucking back body drop and flips that bitch out the window. It, it is it is a magical scene. It is a magical... <laughs> it is a stunt. And you know, they're not involved with dummy, involved a real person, so I, I would hope that person's okay, because uh, you, you get the, the, the depth of how far that is down when our, our not-Tom-Atkins character... Decides to say, "Hey, I'm gonna go down there with these, surrounded by these homeless. They won't touch me, right?" And then, of course, yeah, they're they're gonna get him. He has to climb back up there again. So when this chick eats shit out the window, you you can tell. I hope there was some good padding down there because that would have really <laughs> that would have really hurt that all the way down like that. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm trying to think, and I have to go back and look at this now because uh, the African American gentleman in this movie. Who looks like Moses Gunn, but he's not Moses Gunn. I have to go look and see who he is now. Um, now, not that one. IMDb, you are fucking terrible. But this this guy is one of my favorite parts of the movie because he gets he gets infected, you know, by this thing, which which is a pretty great concept. This thing that that is locked from the inside can open up at its, at its own will and 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 you know make these people its minions basically, except for the one that that, that it chose. Who is going to make like the carrier of, of Satan to this world, and th- that's pretty cool. I I, I love. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie is Donald Pleasanton this axe, because not only though does he have like the perfect shot to like break this wind to break this mirror, he's just like, hey, look, I've been doing this for years, son. You know, it's not that easy <laughs> to throw a small axe, let alone a big axe like that, but he he does it and. But the part before that where, you know, gooey girl, gooey uh, minion of Satan, he's cutting off arms and they're growing back. He cuts her head off and it kind of grows back. And 
it's like this it's it's freaking hilarious it's freaking hilarious and it's it's almost like comical in, in that sense but she's possessed by satan and she's got the the devil's bukkake or whatever's left of it all up in her because um she she has absorbed it at this point and oh it's fucking funny Score is really great. Uh, Carpenter and, and Alan Howarth uh, getting together again, uh, doing this. I think they worked together on Christine before this. And Big Trouble Little China. So I think Christine might have started that relationship. And, um, yeah, it's really spooky. Really, really uh, atmospheric, really adds to the film, I think. And, ooh, look at this. Mark Showstrom. Yes. He did the, the special makeup effects on this movie. Worked on uh, Dream Warriors, From Beyond, Phantasm 2, Evil Dead 2, so, so many things that we know and love he worked on. So he made he made the girl extra gooey and extra slimy and, you know, no lubrication needed for Satan for that girl. He just, he just get it no. in. He just get it in, you know. It's just, uh, oh man, this, this is great. I don't want to give too much away because a lot of folks may not have seen it. Like a lot of folks may have scared away from it, but it's a real technical and... You know, it's it's a thinker. Like I said, you have to go in there. Don't 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 give yourself nothing else to do for the next hour and forty minutes. You don't look at your phone. Just pay attention to all the little subtle shit that's going on. And Alice Cooper stabs me with a bicycle. So so there's that. Yeah. Which which he took from his stage show. For from what I hear, this is he. he, <laughs> he it was a, it was a, it was a gag he did in his stage show, and he stabs me with a bicycle in this movie. And impales him, and it goes right through, and it's uh, it looks really good. So I give him that. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man! Anything else, Suzanne? You want to say about this one? I just, it's just one of those. I, I, I can just fall into this movie. There's just, like I said, it's got like some of the little elements that I like in movies. Like I said, I like the whole, you know, end of the world, you know, coming of Satan. But I don't, you know, it's just it's got to be subtle, and this you know, carries that subtlety well. Because like I said, as you said, unless you're totally paying attention, you don't realize all of these little things that are going on around. That, that are connected, and then, you connected know, to the plot, you know. Yeah. yeah and it all just comes together. does. And it makes does. sense. Yes. Um, yeah, like I said, I really, really dug it in. Yeah. Go, go ahead and give it a watch. It, it's, it's everywhere. They have Blu-rays, DVDs, 4K Blu-rays. If you don't know if you like it, I'm sure there's like, there's like a two-pack somewhere for like seven bucks. You can go buy that. And if you really like it, you can go buy a special edition of it. So it's it's, it's a game. Yeah, I think I have that one. Yeah. I, I, got, I, I, got, I got the 4K I can't play yet, but I, I do own it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. Uh, John Carpenter credited himself as 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 a, um, as a writing credit as, Mar- as Martin Quatermass. Qu- 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 I'm going to say Quartermass, but that's not the word. Quatermass, as in the Quatermass experiment. Um, if you guys don't know, now you know. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, but now, on to something completely different. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what Suzanne says about this, because it seemed like she had a good time with it. And um, we'll get into that. We're going to do Hot Rod from 2003. Right after the trailer. What's up, little riders? Jump in the public pool tomorrow. Tell your friends. just a sample. Good luck. Don't worry, Denise. I've done this before. It's 
show, what are you supposed to be? A stuntman? Wow. My safe word will be whiskey. What do you mean whiskey? What? I just don't get why you're saying it that way. Why I'm saying what, what way? Forget it. I will. I will forget it. Whoa, whiskey! Whiskey! Oh. Hey, everybody. We have a new crew member today, Denise. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said a little something about ourselves. I like to party. I like to party. No, David, I just said that I party. I like to party. No. I like to party. Okay, nobody parties but me. Yeah, just Rod. Yes. And me. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, my God. Shut up. This summer. Hey, Rod, maybe you shouldn't fight Dad this week. Relax, Kev. I'm going to win this time. I did, like, 40 crunches yesterday. Get ready to meet your maker. Oh, God! We hadn't even started yet! I just had a great idea. One big jump, gentlemen. The biggest jump this town's ever seen. Let's party. If I'm gonna jump 15 buses, my body's gonna have to be in top physical form. Did we reinforce the takeoff ramp? No, we didn't have time. Cool. Oh! I've already drafted a rough schedule of exercises that will help us take things to the next level. Oh! You're a terrible stuntman. What? You're a terrible stuntman! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can hear you. It was just really mean. From Paramount Pictures. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a jump for the ages. The moment we've all been waiting for. He's going in circles! Andy Sandberg. Who wants to see me do a big stuff? Hot Rod. All great men have mustaches. Yeah, but real men actually grow them, huh? You know I have a hormone disorder! one of my favorite things and I had the year wrong it all together 2007's Hot Rod um your cheap applause synopsis is this self-proclaimed stuntman Rod Kimball is preparing for the jump of his life to clear 15 buses to raise money for his abusive stepfather Frank's life-saving heart operation oh I love I love Ian McShane in this movie so much uh Andy Samberg as uh, Rod Kimball um I, she's always adorable to me but she, she's even more adorable in this movie Isla Fisher as Denise Ian McShane is stepfather Frank. Um, one of Andy's uh, Lonely Island partners, Jorma Tacone, as, as his brother Kevin. Uh, the great Bill Hader as Dave. There's so many great people. Uh, the great Denny Bride as the, the, the psychopath Rico. So, so good. Sissy Spacek shows up in there as Mom, Marie. Will Arnett shows up as Horn Dog, Jonathan, as he plays in everything, I think. Uh, Chris Parnell shows up in here as, as as the radio announcer, Barry Pasternak, who has some of the great lines of this movie. Oh my gosh. Um, this is directed by Akiva Schaefer, who I think is the third guy in, um, in The Lonely Island, I think. But he... Uh, he wrote and directed um, Popstar Never, Never Stop, Never Stoppin', the, the, the second Lonely Island movie, um, and the Lego movie, which I have a lot of fun with, too. Um... Let's see what else here. A writer on Saturday Night Live as well, because this is a Lord Michaels um, produced thing. So, because he was still very much on Saturday Night Live at this point, Andy Samberg. 
but I, I, I love it. I, I, I mean, I really do. I want to hear Suzanne's opinions on uh, this, this, this comfort food film that I love so much. Suzanne, for first time watch, um, show some love or hate for Hot Rod. I, I want to hear it now, girl. Oh my God! Well, they kind of had me at the beginning when I heard "God Help Me Europe." There's, so you got me with the '80s vibe. There's a lot of Europe in this movie. <laughs> there's at least three Europe songs in this movie that aren't the Final Countdown. So you're welcome, okay? You know. Oh, I, I was really surprised that Final Countdown was not there. They hit every other song, but yeah, it was. You had me at the Europe-backed soundtrack. I honestly, this one, I, it had a lot of hearts, and there, are, there are a few times I found myself laughing out loud. But it's, you know, you basically have your lovable loser. You can't help but, you know, fall, you know, like that. Adam Sandberg pulls that character off so well. But for me, Danny McBride stole the movie. There's every scene he was in. Oh my God, when he did his first stunt, and oh, did you did you you know make sure the ramp support was there? Uh, no, goes anyway. <laughs> And the whole thing falls apart. But yeah, Danny McBride for me was just a treat to watch in this movie. And once again, you have another one of these ensemble casts and it just worked. Jonathan, you know, Will Arnett, he just plays a smarmy asshole so well that you you buy it completely. But, you know, you really do. I, I, I You pull so so hard for him to you know make his stunts work and of course nothing ever ever goes right and you have um parnell's his tattoo you know you got to bring the am radio back you know who needs fm he has this tattoo on his chest of an of fm <laughs> when he starts going about the fucking, AM is- the, the block the urethra i can't stop la- i can't stop laughing okay you know i don't think this guy has oh sex. i know it was <laughs> Oh, the guy had sex that night, and his urethra was blocked with semen. So that's why his piss stream went that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do Parnell's voice, but he's so serious when he says this, you know. Oh, yeah. I, that that scene had me cracking up. But what's that? It's, is it, like, you know, a thinker? No. it's This is just good old-fashioned. It's just fun. It's a fun movie with fun people, and you can't help but laugh. And enjoy it. I know I'm, a lot of people. I was like flipping through the IMDb stuff, and people would just hate on this movie. And I don't understand why. Everybody needs a little feel good movie. They can't all be Shakespeare. It's enjoyable. The soundtrack, it's fun. You've got this nice little 80s vibe going through the whole thing. Ulsa Fisher is just absolutely adorable. And look at and Bill Hader is just always funny anyway. I like he just he once again just lovable long haired dude. He reminds me of he, straight out of the eighties. Yeah, there's so many elements of this film that just scream you know eighties at me. I had a great time with this one. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Every once in a while, you need fun. No nutritional content, just fun. And this summed it up for me. Uh, I, I gotta say, you know, the, the characters in this movie, Rod's crew, the, their chemistry is everything in this movie for me. I, I mean, the, the the part where they're they're dancing by the van to, to Stacey Q's Two of Hearts, and yeah, I know. 
Rico just shoves Kevin's poor ass and makes him eat shit on the van. You know, like, that's that's not nice, but you know what? It's, 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 uh, he wasn't dancing right, so there's that, you know. Uh, anything with Bill Hader in this movie is great. From, you know, him calling himself Voltron at, 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 the, at the, 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 the food stand. Or <laughs> yelling at his sister to, to, to just bring the fucking grape drink. It's, 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 it's real simple shit, but... Like I said, love the loser, which, you know, I like to, you know, say I'm, I'm that kind of person too. Cause we always had that friend that was the real blowhard that, that, that you put up with, even though, you know, he was, he was about 90% full of shit. I mean, this is Rod. This, this is the, the lovable character that, that you need in this movie. And like Suzanne said, the, the, the soundtrack really amplifies that. I mean, the, the Europe songs and, um, what what is that song? Where where they're where they're going? Rock tonight. Yeah, that one, that one too. But there's another song. Um, boom, 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 boom. The the montage scene where they're they're they're, they're walking with to the race with the people. Um, <laughs> man, oh man, I'm, I'm finding it now, guys. I'm sorry, I'm I'm slow. Oh, the, you're the you're the voice by John Farnham, who's done like soundtrack shit that you know and. These people just know all the words of the song, and then all of a sudden a riot breaks out for no reason. It's just, um, somebody throws the trash can through the window and people go fucking crazy. And, uh, <laughs> for no reason at all. For no reason at all. And, um, that's great. Like, like you mentioned, Isla Fisher, she, she's just, she's just a doll in this movie. And then she plays like this, this, you know, this neighbor girl very, very well. And, you know, she digs him, he digs her, but, you know, she, she's with the, the, the who Will Arnett who refers to condoms as dong bags I can't I can't stop laughing at you know <laughs> I, I get the vitamin water want to get dose maybe I'll get some do, some dong bags we can knock boots later it's just like he's just he's just a douchebag he plays it so well and this and Arrested Development and Thirty Rock and so many things he he just plays this asshole so so well yeah, I'm sure he's a real nice guy in person but you know it's it's a uh, <laughs> like Suzanne mentioned, Danny McBride. You know some of the dialogue in this is, is so Danny McBride, but this is before he was a real a real big thing. So watching this young Danny McBride just showing his friends how to high five really hard for no reason, and <laughs> he's talking to Dave with with her fill of the pool, so so he can he can do his underwater his underwater stunt. <laughs> I forget what Dave says. But he just sprays him in the face with the hose and says, don't tell me, don't tell me how to live my life or something like that, he says, you know. Ronnie's shit. No, because I think... Go, just, sorry. Go, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, Danny just... He, he just stole every scene he was in. He was just so funny. Ronnie's shit in the side of the fucking camper after going downhill on the, on the, on the skateboard and he just fucking attacks that guy for no reason. I, I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good lines in this movie. They're delivered by Danny and Ian McShane, which is no surprise to anybody, is, is wonderful and everything, but he gets to do comedy here, and I think it's pretty fucking wonderful. The the, the, the opening scene with him and where, you know, the whole plot of the movie is he's he has a heart attack and he need to raise $50,000 to, to get him a new heart. So Rod is gonna is planning this big stunt so, so he can essentially get him a new heart just so he can fight him again, because he hates his stepfather, so he wants to beat him to death. And this is his only motivation for getting his father, his stepfather, this new heart. And the line you get first from from um, 
Ian McShane is one of the best opening lines ever in any Ian McShane role, in my opinion. Never trust the man who's been in a chemical fire. It's 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 uh it's so wonderful. It just beat the shit out of him, and you know um. It is so out of left field. You did not expect that line. Just talking about Rod's fake mustache. Well, a real man can grow one. It's so good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. I mean, Sissy SpaceX, she's minimal in this movie, but she's like that, that doting mom, you know, that, that you need in a movie like this. And she, she she's pretty great in her own sense, but, you know, she's it's not like um, she's overshadowed by everybody else. And that's like my, my only real flaw in this movie is that Sissy's a world-class actress. And she's overshadowed by all these comedy people, but not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily in a bad way. It's just, again, I'll, I'll, it's just, it's just so fucking funny. And well, for me, it was almost a throwaway part. You could have stuck anybody in that part. Yeah, but she's and, she's fine. You know, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. Um, his brother Kevin is awkward as he is. You know, and it, when he's going to show Rod the, the the video of his stunts, he has for no reason some dogs fucking video on. I was like, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm I'm doing a project for mom. He's like, Yeah, mom likes that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really, stu- really silly stuff, and you know, in, in the end, you know, Rod, everybody's, everybody's down for him, everybody's cheering for him, but it, it, spoilers, he, does, he doesn't make the stunt. He literally gets his bike built for him by, by Dave, and he he can't hang out of the bike, so technically he made over the 15 buses, but the bike went one way and he went the other way. And, yeah. Um, Just like the, the blocked urethra. Yeah. The blocked urethra. <laughs> it's, it's so random it's so random Suzanne that, that's my favorite thing about this movie is for random. some reason that just oh sorry yeah that just stuck in my head <laughs> the, the randomness of this movie is 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 so so funny um the Tai Chi stuff you know and he gets Frank at the end of the, the shit in his pants move and the uh when he when he gets done to him is is hilarious because they, they don't they don't show you know unless we would like Make him squish when he gets on the bike because she, she does she does it to him, and he clearly shits his pants because he's like he's like clenching his asshole as he walks away. It, 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 uh, <laughs> it's the little stuff, man. It's the little stuff, and you got this great great uh, performance, you know, music performance in the end when Rod's coming out, and it's such an entrance. He's got that black leather outfit and the sun, and this band, which is Queen of the Stone Age, by the way, Queens of the Stone Age called gown they're like a glamour version of queens of the stone age like like that's like their glitter alter egos i guess yeah doing this song head honcho which i need a quality copy of if you got a quality copy of that song out there people the youtube one is kind of terrible but i listen to this when i want to get pumped up because the the lyrics are are spectacular and so dramatic (laughs) and you know the hustle the muscle You gotta believe. You, know, you, you, you believe in Rod, man. You believe in him. You know, even when he's flying off the bike to his, his certain death, and he has the dream where you, you see the fight that you were waiting to see the whole movie, and it's so stupid, but I love it. You know, you know, I don't want to give it away, but you know, it involves sandwiches and a taco. It's just it's uh spectacular. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it a lot. And um, if you haven't if you haven't seen the the the, the other Lonely Island movie, I Suzanne watched it on her own and. We'll do it eventually. Uh, pop star, never, never stop, never stopping. Go, go, go! Check it out because you, you, you might die of laughter just from how pompous Andy Samberg is in that movie. And oh my god! Oh, those are not things that are in my jeep. Come on now, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is good though. Any, anything else you want to say about it, Suzanne? You can uh, you can go ahead. Oh, I honestly, I just really, really enjoyed it. It was just something. It, it was just something fun. It really was. It. It's you know not super serious. It's just it was fun. Like I said, not a lot of nutritional content, but damn it, it was fun. Yeah, this is comfort food for me. I mean, I, this is something I turn on, you know, when I want to when I want to turn my brain off and watch something positive. I'll, I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll turn on Hot Rod, and I'll, I'll get some genuine laughs out of it. And you know, everybody loves the underdog, and that that's that's Rod Kimball to 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 a T. You know, he oh, likes, he, he likes to play pompous, but he he's he's this this guy this 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 loser in this town and. I, I I love I love the character so much, and I I, I would watch this ten more times at least. Yeah, <laughs> just just mm-hmm. to, just to, just to have that movie to turn on. It, 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 this is like the 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 vibe that, that that you get, and it's hard to review comedies. I think I think we did it pretty well though, without giving away all the bits. But you know, you should you should watch this anyway. Uh, damn the critics! You know, this isn't high class cinema, people. No, this this it's, is this is hot rod. This is this is, this is comfort food. Like I said, you know. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's fun. It's the lines, some of the lines are just hysterical and they come out of nowhere. And that's what I really found that I enjoyed was just the, just the little random lines that popped out that just, you know, never trust a man who's been in a chemical fire. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? And like I said, the Parnell's tattoo, that... I was almost in tears at that. <laughs> but there's just, it's for me, the bits are so funny. They are just funny. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely enjoyable. It was me to rate these. These are our favorite, this is our favorite things episodes. So I, I, I think Suzanne dug what I laid down. I'm, I'm glad she did too. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah. But um, that's it for this one. We're going to come back and close out the show. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com, the Psychosemantic Podcast. Um, yeah, that's it for this one. We, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to our banter on these two films. And, um... The regularly scheduled stuff is still coming. We're still doing the Jamaica show. After that, we're going to do the Where's So Horny episode, uh, which is the, the Howling and Sleepwalkers. Ooh, incestual cat people. Get, get ready for it, guys. Um, from, what I'm, from what I hear for, from reports, he, uh, Alice Creek told him to go for it, if you know what I mean. So he might have he yeah, well, it. She, she, she comes off like a goat. <laughs> he might have got it into that movie, is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, fun stuff ahead. Uh, fun stuff for the summer. Um, go and listen. If it, if it should be out by the time this is out, a brand new project me and Ricky are doing to to, to celebrate our friend Johnny Krug. Uh, called "Look What You Did." Uh, the first official episode to be Texas Gladiators 2020. And after that, we're gonna do Shaolin Soccer. So just not picking bad movies, more like outrageous movies to say, you know, let's give us something to talk about. And you know, it is what it is. Uh, that two dream commentaries coming back, uh, some point in time. 
Uh, what else is there? This show you're listening to right now, of course, is, is, is alive and well. Iris is alive and well with the grandkids right now. This is why we're doing this show without her. Because, um, she's spending grandchild time. And that's fine. Um. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. I forgot that I should mention this. Last Call of Torchies, that our, our Walter Hill show, my, me, myself, me, myself, and I, myself, uh, Lee Russell, and, and Cameron Scott do that show. It's all about Walter Hill's filmography. Uh, next show you should hear from that is um, Trespass as uh, the next episode of that and the Patreon being Judgment Night which is not a Walter Hill film but if you know the show we always give you the Walter Hill film and a film that's adjacent to that film on the Patreon so two two reviews uh, if you haven't done, done that yet go support Legion Patreon uh, p- patreon.com slash Legion Podcast two dollars a month gets you early releases including um Video podcasts and court psyopses, uh, radio, uh, pirate radio edits of cinema psyops, and um, yeah, lots of fun stuff there for your two bucks a month, and it's, it supports the, the 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 company here, the the the, the network, and we appreciate you guys going there and doing that. If, if if not, that's okay too. Keep keep on listening. We 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 love you. We love you. Um, that's about it for this one. Oh, I I, I damn it! I keep saying that's about it for this one. Speaking of Cameron Scott. I just made an appearance on his show for his Albert Pune Appreciation Month, where I chose Brain Smasher, a love story, uh, starring Andrew Dice Clay and Terry Hatcher, and is a lot better than it deserves to be. So, if you guys don't know where Cinema, Cinema Degeneration is, do do the search of your podcatchers and go uh, go subscribe and support Cameron as well. Support everybody, please. It, it, it's it's a it's a thankless job podcasting sometimes, and you know, go uh, go support those people. Um, that is it for this one now, guys. Next up, I don't know what's coming next, but whatever we record next, uh, so I will not say what that is. Because it might be something besides what we told you. I, I don't even know. But uh, this has been your City Beef Podcast, where if you've got the beef, we've got the grinder. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.